0: Welcome, welcome back, people, my gaming brothers and sisters, I'm going to do Cornell West this week, my brothers and sisters, those of us who game and those of us who don't, Two Player 2 has entered the podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Peterson, a.k.a. MC Paper Stacks, and with me as always is my co-host with the co-most,
1: Derek Merkerson, a.k.a. Merkman, a.k.a. Mercaroni and Cheese.
0: Full Metal Merk. Yeah. Which, uh, which is sticking out in my mind more than usual, but we'll talk about that towards the end of the episode here. So uh, how you doing, man? How's your week been going?
1: It's going pretty good, man. I can't complain. I've been taking it easy this week because uh, last week I was just like really hustling as far as getting inventory and whatnot. And this week I just kind of was like, I need a break. So just kind of slowed down and trying to enjoy life a little bit, not work as much. So
0: yeah. I feel you on that. Yeah, and hey, by the way, happy anniversary! Uh, how many years have you oh, yeah, been, your yeah. wife been married now?
1: Uh, we've been married for seven. We've been together for eight. Congrats!
0: So, yeah, it's, yeah, ten, eleven here. Tight. Yeah. Hey,
1: don't get divorced. Not so- as <laughs> far.
0: Uh, well, yeah, we'll see. We're, we're going to beat the, you. The back ten is harder than the first ten. We'll see how it goes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, what are you guys going to do to celebrate?
1: Just a bunch of lazy shit. Mm-hmm. Kind of hang out, watch movies, get fat order some good food you
0: know cool cool i heard you guys went on a candy run
1: oh yeah definitely went to walgreens and grabbed a bunch of just good stuff for the soul
0: one year we we, i love lazy anniversaries like there's anniversaries where you go out to eat or whatever obviously this year ain't the year for that shit um but there was a lazy anniversary in particular that sticks out my mind it was one of our first couple i think it was maybe like our second or third anniversary we went out to jordan's fish and chicken and mm-hmm. just like bought up a bunch of fries and fried like the fried chicken wings or whatever that they have. oh, So good. And then we came home and just ate until we felt like lethargic and fat while we marathoned all the Marvel movies that had come out at that point. Um, and oh. this was back when I was I was still getting Kristen kind of caught up on the cultural zeitgeist because her family culture was that, you know, if it wasn't Christian, she wasn't watching it. So right. when I first met her, the only movie that she had seen was pretty much The Wiz, which great movie. You know, if you're going to see one movie, right. uh, yeah, I was catching her up and she, I was really just elated to see that she was really into Marvel movies. So I was like, yes, this will be my yeah. segue to get her into like action flicks and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she was particularly fond of Captain America. And I don't think it was just because of the story. Oh no, Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, she leaves me for Chris Evans. Good for you.
1: Right. For you. Especially after that uh, nude photo
0: of him leaked. Oh, it did it. Is he yeah, a, didn't leak? He accidentally posted it. Oh, he accidentally posted it. Yeah, I heard yeah. news about him, but I sometimes I'll get on Twitter and people talk about something, and I'm too lazy to investigate why they're talking about it. But I did hear some buzz surrounding Chris Evans. Is he is he doing okay? And that's no, he's fine. Yeah, he's he's good, fine. Good well, situation. Oh well. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't look. I don't know either. But I, I'm assuming because I didn't see people laughing or making fun of him that he's doing all right. Right. I assume he's uh, well endowed. Yeah. So I'm sure he's, 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 he's a, good. He's a big man
1: that super, super soldier
0: serum went 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 everywhere <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> right on well uh yeah congrats congratulations uh hope you right guys on, have a right chill on. night and i hope you have many more happy anniversaries to come once this the whole thing blows over you guys can really blow it out for your 10th I, I know we were oh, we yeah. were planning to but that that shit got dashed so maybe we'll shoot f- uh for blowing it out on our 11th we'll see how that goes yeah so well, cool man I want to kind of get, there's some, I mean, I feel like there's sad news every damn week, but I want to kind of get this out of the way before we get into things, because this just happened yesterday. Ruth Bader Ginsburg of the Supreme Court uh, actually passed away yesterday, I think at age 83, due to Mm -hmm. pancreatic cancer. And she'd been fighting it for years and uh, looked like she was going to be going strong, but she finally kind of gave out. What, What I find is interesting is that a couple of months ago when she kinda knew she was facing down the end, she's quoted as saying that her most fervent wish is for her successor to not be appointed until after the next president is elected. Mm-hmm. And
1: They're I don't know if that shit.
0: Yeah. I don't know if, if yeah. Congress is gonna honor that. Knowing how Mitch McConnell was so against a lame duck president selecting a Supreme Court justice when Obama was at the end of his term, he figured he'd do the same thing, but it's Mitch McConnell. He's very hypocritical. So, right. And the Democrats are very weak. So it's possible they'll push in another justice appointed by Trump in the next two months. I don't think it's likely, however. You can quote me on that. You can come back and make fun of me if that ends up not being true. Uh, <laughs> but the fact that, that our dumbest president in the history of the United States gets to pick three fucking justices, yo, that that's that, – I mean, I like think we, we need to revamp this whole lifetime appointment thing at that point. Yeah, You know what's funny, though? She really saw which way the wind was blowing. Around the middle of Obama's administration, she was asked to step down so he could use that appointment to pick another like-minded justice like her who would be younger. And she said no. She said, A, I'm still sharp. And B, I don't think we're in the political climate where Congress will allow Obama to pick another justice like me because we were a Republican majority in Congress at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think she was right because he tried to appoint Merrick Garland and they, they just flat out refused to even confirm him at all, which I didn't even know was loud. So yeah.
1: American politics, man.
0: Yeah, it, it sucks. I really want to move to Canada. Please take us mm-hmm. Canada. We mm-hmm. were seriously considering it. But the only problem is ain't nobody taking us right now in the pandemic. You yeah. know what I mean, like it is what it is. So, yeah, rest in peace, RBG. You're a hero. You've done a lot to advance the rights of Americans, especially women. Uh, we appreciate you. We salute you. I hope your replacement is just as smart and as careful, calculating, considerate as you have been. Amen. Yeah, All yeah. right. Moving on. So personal news. Let's see. Kristen got herself a water flosser. Have you ever tried one mm. of those?
1: I have not. I've wanted to, though. And I need They're to. They're intense.
0: <laughs> They're intense. I wish I could have been there because I bet it would have been almost as hilarious as when we tried to install a bidet. But she said that the water squirts out very sudden and very hard and very fast. And she ended up—I came upstairs and she was like topless, playing her guitar. And I was like, "Hey, um, where's your shirt?" And she's like, "Oh, I uh, tried that water flosser." And I was like, "Oh, okay, okay, I get it." Right. <laughs> so, well, I since we're here, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, exactly. Play us a love song. So I, right. uh, I tried it out myself, and since I already knew like the tragic end of her story, I was very careful. But even if you're careful, you kind of have to lean over the sink and let water slide out of your mouth because you don't have the dentist like little water vacuum in your mouth, which is what they use right. when they water floss you. But it yeah. does work, man. Like I felt – especially in my back teeth, I was like, yeah, these, these are probably not going to be lasting forever because they were like ah! – <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And And uh, I wish I could say that I floss regularly on a regular basis, but I don't floss like I should, unfortunately, admitting that in I don't, public on the podcast.
1: I don't think many people do.
0: Yeah, but I'm telling you – As far as the water flosser is concerned, I can do that. I'm down with that. So have to give me one. Yeah, I mean the cool thing is you just plug it in to power it up, and you put in regular ass water, and it does the trick, dude. It really does. And my teeth have felt really clean. Definitely bled a lot at first, but after the first (laughs) couple of tries, you know, I was able to get clear water, and I was like, okay, good. Okay, good. So, (laughs) yeah, I I would recommend it. I'm not saying exactly what I'm feeling this week, but uh, people are on the fence about it. I'd say it's worth it.
1: I'd come out the bathroom and look like a horror movie. Yeah, no, was exactly. bleeding from my mouth.
0: <laughs> just yeah. Yeah. What were you eating? Waterfalls. <laughs> Water Oh man, we had we had been talking recently, I think even it was last week or the week before, about I think it was last week, about just tracking calories and trying to eat right. I got on the scale after we talked and realized that I am plus fourteen pounds all total Ooh, in this pandemic. I know, I know, big boy. Oh yeah, big boy. So <laughs> I tried starting counting my calories again. I made it like a couple of days and then I fell off again. I need to figure something out, but I am trying to snack a lot less. I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. It's just tough, man. My my routine was really working for me when I was out and about because I would walk all day while I was at work, like during my breaks and my Mm -hmm. lunch just to get out of the damn office. But now that I'm home, I don't want to leave. Right. Uh, But I have been taking my son on walks for most days after work when he gets home from school, AKA grandma's house and take him and my old dog out for a walk. It's funny. He'll, he'll try to race me most of the time. So we'll race and it's my dog that can't keep up. That poor guy Mm -hmm. is even more out of shape than I am. So we got to get it together. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of,
1: speaking of walks last week after my, uh, Dad had his heart attack. My wife was like, we need to start going on more walks. Mm-hmm. And I am like, okay, we can. And then a week later, we just dropped my daughter off at my mom's. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was like talking to her about the walks. And she said, yeah, like, I want to walk, but I just don't want to. <laughs> no, she said I should walk, but I just don't want to. And Vicki was like, wow,
0: you're just like Derek.
1: Because <laughs> I just don't want to. And I know I should, but I don't want to.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's important to at least get your heart rate up to a certain point, you know, once a yeah. day if you can. So, I, I'm I'm the same way though. I got a treadmill down here, which you think would make it easier, and sometimes it does. Like I can pop on a a mindless RPG and grind for a bit while I grind in real life, mm-hmm. um, or just watch some YouTube while I do it. But it's still like finding the time. I've noticed, like you can make time for anything that's important to you, but somehow you also can't. It's it's weird.
1: Yeah, no, I get so, it.
0: But no, I I feel like if I just keep bringing it up and I keep talking about it and I keep it on my mind and keep trying and not giving up. Because I think that the hardest part about fitness is when you fail or fall short, you feel like, well, fuck it. I just want to quit. But I feel like mm-hmm. if you get in the mindset of, OK, I'm going to fail for sure. What am I going to do after I fail? Like, how am I going to pick myself back up? You know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> It's <laughs> It's a constant fluid struggle. But on the upside, Derek, my wife had to go back up to her old job, I guess, to pick up something, or a bunch of her coworkers had to go up to back to the office for for some kind of thing. I can't remember exactly what she was explaining what it was for, but she said she saw all of her old coworkers, and all of them had gained at least twenty pounds, or at least ten pounds. I think her boss nice. gained twenty. So she was like, "Everybody's feeling this pandemic in their butt," and I'm like, "Okay, cool, in their butt." Oh, so, speaking of in their, oh, go ahead,
1: in in their butt. <laughs> in did their butt. you have you seen the latest episode of Lovecraft Country?
0: I have not. Okay. And the reason why my wife and I just couldn't find the time this week, but we're going to catch up on that. And of course, Sunday, which is today, if you're listening to this, you know, on the day it drops, today's episode of Lovecraft Country, we're going to watch both for sure.
1: Okay. Well, you, you let me know when you watch that first.
0: first oh, yeah? Isn't it a particularly interesting episode? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to say the least. To say the least. Interesting. All right. Well, I will. I will let you know once I see it. How are you liking the show so far? I mean, up to... I've seen it all the way obviously all the way up to they do the whole kind of adventure thing where they go to find the information in the museum, like the, the book or whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm 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 enjoying it. Yeah. Like at at first it was like something real new and cool and but now it's just like, okay, I'm just kinda of watching it to see where it goes. Mm. It's not like something I have to watch every week, but
0: Yeah, that's kinda that's how good. I eventually started to feel about Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm still in the honeymoon phase with it. Like, I'm I'm enamored by it. I I really liked the episode episode three with the like the haunted house thing. And you and I were talking about like, is this going to be episodic? Are they going to do different stuff, but it's still tied into the over overarching theme? Right. But I still thought it was cool. I hope they do more Monster of the Week type episodes. I'd be into that. So yeah, we'll see. Cool. Well, I <laughs> uh, I had in my notes here, Best Buy is best boy, and I think it's because. I obviously have been purchasing a lot of things online lately and I keep track of like what drops at GameStop, Target, Best Buy, Walmart, Amazon, you're big boys, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm I'm not one to like congratulate corporations because screw them. They don't need any help. They're rich. But I realize I kind of like Best Buy a lot. Like they've never done me wrong. I used to work for them and they have the coolest employee discount of all like your entry-level retail jobs they would allow you to buy any of their merch at only 5% markup rather than the usual markups. I got stuff for really cheap while I was working there. Yeah, I I think they still do that discount. But they also... like Amazon, if you order... I'll I'll give you an example. I pre-ordered Ghost of Tsushima on Amazon. And what they'll do is they'll wait to the day it releases and then they'll ship it. So you'll probably get it like a couple of days after the the release date Mm -hmm. when you order a game from Amazon. However, when you order a game from Best Buy... And I was just recently reminded with this was a Super Mario 3D All-Stars. They ship it the day before it releases, so it arrives on release day. Sweet. Yeah, so I actually got Super Mario 3D All Stars yesterday on release day because Best Buy ensured that I did. And I'm like, oh man, thanks Best Buy.
1: Yeah, did, you, did it get delivered to you or did you delivered. have to go pick
0: it up? No, okay. I mean, you can go pick it up, but anything that you pay, I think, over a certain amount, I think it's like $35 as a threshold, but I could be wrong, so don't quote me on that. They'll mm-hmm. deliver it for free because if, it's, if they're going to charge for delivery, I usually will go pick it up. I got a store that's relatively close, but they do curbside pickup too, so you don't even have to go in the store if you don't want to. But I don't cool. mind going in the store. Because it's not usually that packed. Like every time I've gone in during this pandemic to pick up, like you know, the odd amiibo or whatever, there's been no line. The all the workers were wearing masks. I was in and out. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it didn't really seem like that big of a deal to me. But yeah, no. I shout out to the Best Buy for just being decent. I haven't heard any. um, I'm sure, like right after this releases, there'll be like a, a controversy. Like the president is like. I don't know, murdering puppies in his spare time or something stupid. But for (laughs) now, like I haven't heard any controversies with them. Like they seem decent, you know, as far as a large retail chain goes. So, you know, hashtag not being sponsored. I just kind of prefer them when I order video games and stuff. I ordered miles Morales from them recently uh, yes. the, the standard edition for fifty bucks, which I don't know the difference between the standard and the seventy dollar edition. Do you? Need
1: to... Uh, you you might want to get that seventy dollar edition because that's the one that comes with the Spider-Man PS4 remaster.
0: But aren't they just gonna re-release, or are they gonna automatically upgrade Spider-Man PS4 anyways? I don't know. They're automatically upgrading pretty much everything else.
1: Yeah, well, that's what I heard. So.
0: Yeah, just I don't just know. look
1: into it if you want.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know if I want to spend 20 bucks to play Spider-Man again. I've already played it a whole lot. so True. We'll, we'll see. And Miles
1: looks way cooler.
0: Yeah. No, I'm cool with just 50 bucks on Miles, but we'll see. But thank you for mentioning that, because that would be something to think about. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So you, you had a bit of news going on, current events-wise?
1: If you know – well, you know, because uh, Kristen enjoys TikTok, and yeah. she got my wife into TikTok, and mm-hmm. all I hear is the same music over and over again as she's scrolling through videos and it gets quite annoying. But Shake the um, Nappy Tappy, girl. Shake the nappy. Tappy girl. Right. Exactly. Come Sunday, if you're listening to this, yeah, TikTok is banned in the US. Hooray. That means even if you have it downloaded, you will not be able to access it and you will not be able to download it. So that saves me from that. But it also, you know, points out something with our government where they're just kinda doing whatever they want to do. Infringing on our rights to enjoy shit.
0: Yeah, it doesn't really seem like the land of the free anymore, does it?
1: Mm. -hmm.
0: And it's unfortunate.
1: It's unfortunate because you know we should be able to get on our app and watch silly fucking videos. It's beyond
0: unfortunate, man. It's it's a slippery slope, and I really don't like the precedent that this sets. Look, I'm not on fire for Biden. In fact, I actually actively dislike Biden. I think he's a fucking asshole, to be honest. But Mm -hmm. I don't think he would do something like this, and. It's bullshit what the DNC did to progressives during the primaries. I I think Sanders would make a much better president. I mean, I made no bones about that. But at the same time, I know a lot of leftists who are like, fuck it, nothing will fundamentally change, so I'm not going to vote. And you know what? I'm not going to vote shame people who are not on fire for Biden. But we got a Supreme Court justice pick on the line. We got an asshole who sends out people to kidnap protesters in the streets, who openly supports fascism who is just banning shit that pisses him off or offends him get biden in there it's not a support of same old politics you know there's other there's a lot of progressives running in congress there's a people's party movement that's going on right now we might even have a third party by 2024 if this really picks up steam and i hope it does Mm
1: -hmm. uh
0: but for now man if you're not planning on voting please mail in your vote if you can or just plan to go vote because I, I feel Plus, like people, there are two evils. I, I hate even saying that, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, well, because I think it, I it, mean, it, it is it what may, it is. Yeah, but I, I think there's a, lot, there's a lot at stake, more than I think people realize with this election. And the less people that come out to vote because they're not excited about Biden, the less down-ballot votes are going to receive. Like, if you want to come out... And just not vote for Biden. Do down ballot, you know, for your independents or your progressives or Democrats, anybody that you feel like is fighting for people. Do that, then. But please don't skip voting this year. Oh, my God. Like, shit is getting real. So, yeah. I'm, I'll am i let you know how I feel in November. But right now, I'm just kind of like, Ugh. Every day, it's just something. And this TikTok thing is just more on the pile of crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Any, any yeah, good news? Good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you are a fan of Henry Cavill's Superman... You'll be excited to know that he just signed a three-movie deal to return as the character.
0: Okay. Well, I'm not a fan of Henry Cavill's Superman, but I think that's Zack Snyder's fault. So who's returning (laughs) to direct Henry Cavill? I don't know all that information, but... We'll keep an eye on that. Because here's the thing. I like Henry Cavill, but I feel like he's director-dependent. Yeah. You know what I mean? like I think he'll put in a good performance depending on who's directing him, but I don't think he's one of those actors that you're automatically going to get a good performance no matter what fool sits in that chair. Right. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, piggybacking off of that, the F- Ezra Miller Flash movie that's set to release is going to be a cinematic version of Flashpoint mm. and it's going to reset the DC cinematic universe. Once again. Yes, once again.
0: The hey, DC cinematic of, universe. Speaking of the DC. Uh... EU extended universe, I guess. Okay, is thank you. What thank- is. Speaking of the Taka EU. The The Kia. That Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, has that come out yet or is that still
1: No, that's not out yet. I think what... that comes out next
0: year. That's next year and or, that's on HBO. Or later right?
1: the, or later this year,
0: yeah. Okay. Do you think HBO HBO Max. Is gonna do you think HBO is gonna pull that Disney crap where they charge like thirty bucks like they did like Disney did with Mulan?
1: Well, Disney set the precedent, so I don't see why they won it.
0: Do you know how popular Mulan was if a lot of people bought it? It bombed. From what good, I heard. Good, good, Because good. Yeah. fuck you, Disney. Right. Like I, I would be mad even if they charged five dollars for it, but at least that would be somewhat reasonable.
1: Here's my thing: I get it because, yeah, you are paying for that subscription, but movie theaters aren't open, and they did spend millions of dollars to make this movie. They got to make something, you know. They can't just take the loss
0: because pe- everybody. Well, <laughs> I'm saying Netflix spends millions <laughs> yeah, of dollars no, on all yeah, kinds of motherfucking true. shows, dude. That's true. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, I sure. there's no yeah, excuse sure. like this. Yeah. Disney's trying to foray into this new market or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it'd be one thing if they did their Disney vault bullshit where like uh, watch Mulan for a limited time or you, you trial owners can't see it. You got to be an active subscri- subscriber, whatever. Right. And then they right. kind of pull stuff off and put it back on. But this whole thing where they're charging you a premium on top of the service that you already pay and $30 for one movie at that. But set that aside, just the mere practice of doing it. When the precedent is already set, we're in this streaming world, you pay for the subscription, you get the content made by that provider. Because I got to tell you, man, I haven't even opened up Disney Plus hardly. I mean, I got a four-year-old, so probably a little bit here and there. But it, it, again, we don't rely on it. We don't need it for sure because we have other mm-hmm. things that he's interested in. But I haven't really opened it up for myself personally since Mandalorian.
1: Yeah, me either. I, I open it up to watch game. That's
0: about it. And I probably would have dropped it by now if it wasn't for the fact that it's like bundled in with my Hulu and like it's cheap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, if they keep pulling stuff like this, I might just drop it all together just as a protest to be like, you know what? Hey, screw you guys. I got all this stuff on DVD. I don't need you. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, got a
1: all... series of Gargoyles.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was cool to see but I remember the Gargoyles season 3 actually is really bad so no wonder it didn't come out on DVD but it was cool to see it again. But, yeah, it's, just, it's not worth it, dude. I don't know. So I, I, I don't like that. I'm glad it bombed. I hope they stop doing that. Hopefully HBO Max doesn't follow suit. HBO Max is really good, though. I, it's funny. I was really excited about them getting all the uh, Studio Ghibli films, mm-hmm. even though I have, like, all my favorites already on Blu-ray. And then I, we started to watch some of the ones we haven't seen, like Tales from the Earthsea. And then I realized, oh, man, there's a reason why I haven't seen some of these other ones. They're not good.
1: Yeah, yeah, some of, the, some of them aren't good.
0: Some of them aren't very good. Tales of the Earthsea in particular is not good. So any fans out there, I'm sorry, but I didn't like it. It didn't make any damn yeah. sense. Yeah, but Kristen and I afterwards were just kind of like, I was like, hey, did you hate that kind of? She goes, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really understand it. We, it's uh, no house later, moving castle. I know, two days later, she was like, but seriously, though? No. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: f- what the fuck was up with that What's film?
0: Oh, man. All right. Well, let's get into it, man. What, what we've been playing this week. What you been into as far as what? Oh, it's cracked my knuckles while I talk there. Oh, they didn't come up. <laughs> anyway. What you been playing this week?
1: Yeah, so I finally beat Trails of Cold Steel 3.
0: Yeah, boy. what you think?
1: Yes. Yeah, oh, man. It was, it was really good. And I'll be damned if that series does not know how to end on a cliffhanger. They have the best cliffhangers, and it's just out of nowhere. And you're like, fuck.
0: Now i got to play the cool. next
1: one. Right. And thankfully for me, the next one comes... Trails Coast Steel 4 comes out next month. Mm. I like think October 27th. So you're I will just be picking that good. up. Yeah. I'm glad I kind of... It took me this long to beat it. Because I got it at launch in 2019.
0: Yeah, I know. That actually is good. Because now it's fresh in your mind and you're hyped mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. No, they got you. That was perfect. Perfect yeah. timing. No, I, I was just going to say, because you mentioned it was coming out in October. hmm I feel like... October, or this holiday season wasn't looking packed. Like, the only thing I was really thinking about was Cyberpunk, and then all of a sudden, with all this stuff dropping with Miles Morales, and War Warriors 2, and uh, I'm like, oh, man, Um, actually, there's, a lot of, there's too much stuff. I don't know if I my have money. time. Oh, my God. Alright, well, that's exciting. What, what are you going to play next, you think? Uh, in the meantime.
1: So, I, I just remembered I have a copy of East Memories of Silcetta on mm-hmm. PS4. It's a remake, well, not remake, it's a remaster of the well, actually, no. It's just a port of the PS Vita version, so mm. I can't wait to get into that. Hopefully, it's as good as Ease Eight.
0: I hear it's not, but I hear it's still pretty decent, just from like, yeah. what I've heard. So, yeah, I I saw one on sale on GameFly for like oh, it was cheap. It was like less than twenty bucks, and I was like, yes, and it was gone immediately.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's a. Uh, and speaking of East, just to, I don't know if we talked about the release date of East Nine, but it is coming out February
0: second. For, 2021 for everything but switch or no just yeah. ps4 right is it ps4 yeah, for ps4 yep okay.
1: just ps4 and then the and switch i'm is buying that summer. shit immediately
0: <laughs> yeah i i already pre-ordered the switch version but i'm okay A- unless it's an outer world situation where you hear the switch version is bad i think i'm gonna be okay it's, Yeah. but i don't outer worlds i get why it would be kind of taxing to the switch but i don't think ease is going to be taxing to the switch I, you know just looking at falcom's previous releases at their most ambitious, I think the Switch can handle what they're what they're going to be offering up, and that's no no shade to Falcon; right. that they just pushing the limits of graphical systems. Whatever is not their bag; they're more just making you know solid tight gameplay. Yeah, so. most of their shit can run on PS3. Well, a lot of their shit can run on Vita, man. Yeah, I mean, like mm-hmm. Memories of Cell I believe ran on Vita, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. So, cool, cool, cool,
1: cool, 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 cool.
0: Well, I played actually quite a few games this week. So I'm playing Final Fantasy VII Remake as my new mainstream because I just finished Last of Us Part Two on uh, Saturday, mm-hmm. and you know a little bit of High Rule Warriors here and there. Just excited about the sequel, Dynasty Warriors Nine. I played that on Monday. You popped in on that, didn't you? Yeah,
1: yeah. Dion Way looking like the Rock. Yeah,
0: but sounding terrible. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's funny. I, I actually got copyright struck. For the song that played during the end credits for John Way's story.
1: Oh, Um, man. It was a
0: bop, too. But the funny thing is, is I went ahead and did that option where you can, like, just delete out the song or whatever so you can keep your video. And it kept the song in. And then I didn't get restruck. So, mm, Hmm. whatever. Thanks, YouTube. Um, I I, I tried a little bit of the games I bought from you. Catherine Full Body and Final Fantasy XII. I hadn't actually tried. It's funny. I bought Catherine from you once before. I bought the PS3 version from you. Oh, really? Yeah. I, don't I just, remember. I, I know. I was like, I, I need to get this. It was one of those things where I just – I was like, I'm an Atlas fan. I'm a Persona fan. I kind of need to get this. And I got it and I never actually picked it up. And then I finally tried it out. I don't find the block puzzle gameplay to be too engaging or fun. And I find it to be kind of confusing, mm-hmm. which made me feel stupid, which made me feel angry. And then I was like, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> um, there is a mode where you can kind of autoplay so you can just get through the story and the story seems a lot more interesting. But I was like, do I really want to do that? So I set it down for now. I'll probably pick it back up later. Maybe look at some tutorials. I'm sure somebody out there talks about how to get into it. I think the game itself kind of tutorializes you after they've already put you through the ringer. And I've I've seen some yeah. techniques kind of come out as I climb. You know, I'm on like the second or third night or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So whatever, we'll see. Final Fantasy XII is still Final Fantasy XII. I'm enjoying it on Switch. I've been doing a little bit of grinding just in the background for funsies. That's always my favorite part of twelve is just running around and kicking monster butt. It's yeah, with the... Turbo modes, you can
1: do it faster than ever.
0: That's right. I feel like that the Turbo mode I played on PS4, because I have three copies of this game now. I, I bought it when it first came out on PS4, the Zodiac Age. PS4, by the way, is the only copy where you can't change your job classes once you pick them. Really? Yeah, you can only do that on Xbox One and Switch. Isn't that weird?
1: Yeah, it's super weird.
0: I know. You figure they would have patched that or something, but I feel like you had like multiple fast forward modes. Is that not true? Am I just remembering that wrong or is that just because it was in different Final Fantasy games or is it just one button that either you're fast-forwarding or you're not?
1: All right. I believe it. You can fast forward up to like 8 times or something like that.
0: Okay. Well, you can in Switch. You can only do it once. Oh. So, I mean, which is fine. It still goes fast enough, I guess. But, yeah, yeah, I I did. I found that jarring. Like, I remember it being able to fast forward. So, I mean, as I had previously mentioned, Super Mario 3D All-Stars came in yesterday. And Ben and I played. I played a little bit of 64 by myself. And then Ben and I played. So did I. Yeah, he picked Super Mario Sunshine. What what did you think? So, you did play that. What did you think about, about it so far?
1: So, Super Mario 64 has not aged well at all. Okay. At fucking all. It's uh controls are extremely loose and janky. Uh huh. The camera is terrible. Yeah. Like yeah, it's just yeah, Vicky was watching me play this. She was like, I've been tricked. I'm not having fun playing oh, this or oh. watching this. I say, Well, yeah, it is it's it's uh it's like twenty years old at this point. So
0: <laughs> I can almost imagine <laughs> your wife saying it the way that she would say it too. She cracks me up. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh then I uh put on a super mario galaxy
0: and i enjoyed that a lot more oh, okay which
1: i mean i should because it's only what how old is galaxy 2007 it's only 13 years old
0: yeah only 13 at
1: this point yeah <laughs> but it still it still plays really well so cool and the next one i'm gonna try is sunshine so
0: sunshine's pretty decent here's the problem with this and i hope this doesn't become a trend trend with the nintendo you come to expect a certain level of quality with nintendo and i feel like they just ported these in the laziest way possible like they're cleaned up they look nice there's no denying that they look great but with sunshine in particular i was looking at the tutorials like the buttons and they just they didn't do any new overlays to like with the new buttons or do any new voice recordings so when flood is saying press the right trigger or whatever like he said in the gamecube version he just goes press the space button (laughs) and then on the screen Mm. it shows you what button right so they like cut that part out and and they, they kind of, like, zoomed in to the cutscenes, you know, so that way that they're widescreen, which I kind of get that. It, 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 it functions. But then, like you said, there's little touches they could have fixed with the controls to make them tighter. The camera could be, like, a 360 pan in, in 64, but they left it with that blocky kind of angled camera mm-hmm. where you press right on the camera and it just shifts rather than wow. just moving. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I agree with you. Like, there's no reason why that couldn't have been tighter and why they couldn't have, like, spent the extra effort to make these nice. We've seen enough remakes and re-releases and remasters that have done it right. And Nintendo typically is expected to – I mean, I think it's the reason why a lot of people bought it sight unseen. They're like, well, of course they're going to be good ports. And they're not terrible right. ports, but they're not that a quality that you expect from Nintendo. So – I'm slightly disappointed. I don't regret purchasing the bundle, mainly because of Ben. I think if it was just for me, I'd have been like, eh, "I'll play Galaxy a little bit, maybe." But
1: so yeah, that's pretty much how I feel.
0: But he's enjoying watching me play Sunshine. Yeah. We had a good time. So
1: yeah, bought it just so we could
0: have it. Now, did right. you go in and get your purchase credit on your Switch for your physical version? Oh no, I didn't. Don't forget to do that if you want to get that pin set. Okay. Yeah. 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 So here's the thing with the pin set. For those who don't know, there are these limited edition Super Mario pins that online is giving out. If you have to buy Super Mario 3D All-Stars. So if you're not planning on doing that, just forget everything I'm about to say. But if you are, you want to claim the points on that game before the cutoff in March. And you want to do four other of the like total five challenges aside from buying the game. So, there's like going online and like doing the Mario quiz. There's listening to Mario music. There's visiting the actual site. And there's playing in the Mario, the Mario Kart tournament, the, uh, for Mario Kart Tour, which is the mobile Mario Kart game. Now, I went ahead and did all five of the other challenges just to make sure. So, I did play a little bit of Mario Kart Tour. Have you ever played that game before? I, uh, neither of us are really big. Is that mobile the mobile games? Game? Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't. Yeah. I'm not really a big mobile gamer myself. It's okay. It's, it's a mobile game. You know, there's, different currencies that you can purchase and you unlock things like roulette style and there's way to like purchase stuff directly though i noticed so that's kind of cool and it works functionally the funny thing is is it pits you against other real life accounts but in your single player mode but they're obviously bots because you win every race as long as you race confidently but there is an online version too it's a little kind at first i was like are they trying to trick me into thinking that i'm beating all these people but then i saw that like (laughs) separately the online mode is there so they don't outwardly like they don't come right out and say you're playing against bots but it's not that hard to figure out if you're any kind of a games player i think for casuals they might go i'm really good at this i beat everybody (laughs) 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 so but the, the odd thing is you have to play in super mario kart tour before i think the 22nd when the little event ends but you don't find out if you get points for it until the 29th And I think it can take 24 to 48 hours to find out if you got credit for claiming your copy of Super Mario 3D All-Stars. So I'm over here, like, biting my nails, like, did I do it? Did I get enough to get the pins? I want the pins. I was a good boy. I was a good boy. I did all the things you wanted me to, Nintendo. Am I I the bestest Mario boy? (laughs) I even got all the uh, quiz questions right on the easy and the hard mode Mario quiz. So I felt good about that. Although, to be honest, the hard mode wasn't really that hard, to be honest. So, Mm. yeah. So yeah, what else did I play? I played that indie game that showed up on one of their partner showcases recently called A Short Hike. Have you ever played that? Mm -hmm. No. It's nice. It was on sale Mm -hmm. recently, so I bought it. I think it was like for eight bucks and it was worth it. It's a really sweet game. It reminds me a lot of Animal Crossing because you got the little chibi animals. You play as a little bird named Claire and she's on this island with her aunt. I guess like her... You find out later – I don't want to like ruin the story because there actually is a little bit of a story and it's kind of heartfelt. But through circumstances, family-related circumstances, she finds herself on this like island that's kind of like a camp or a getaway. And there are some other friends that she sees during the summer that are there and they all have different challenges. And the main mission is to get to the top of this peak. But you can't do it unless you collect these golden feathers. And the more feathers you have, the longer – it's like stamina. Like you can climb longer or you can like kind of – updraft while you're flying because you can glide because you're a bird mm-hmm. but there's all these other little challenges too like finding coin. you can help this guy pay off his college debt you can uh mm-hmm. find seashells to make a seashell necklace for your aunt you can play like beach stick ball which is where you take a stick and hit a beach ball across the net or whatever and different stuff like that it's fun the music's really good the writing is actually surprisingly good like it's simple but it's it's quirky and funny and and it makes all the characters really lovable I only probably spent a few hours with it. I'd probably say like five at the most just kind of exploring the island. There was more than I thought there was going to be, but it still is a short game. So I think it's something you could probably finish in a weekend but still want to come back to occasionally just for the fun of being in that little world. And I would highly recommend it to those those who like chibi-style games, who like Animal Crossing, who like chill games, who don't mind playing a little bit of a short game. I think it's an excellent indie title. So. I do suggest that to Vicky. Yeah, no, I yeah. think Vicky would be into it. Seriously,
1: yeah, so. so she's playing Nino Kuni right now,
0: though, so I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, well she's going to listen
1: to this podcast. so yeah. there
0: you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right on. I hope she enjoys Nino Kuni. I really like that. That was on sale recently on Switch too on EShop. Yeah. for like really cheap. I almost considered buying it, but I'm like, uh, I
1: don't know. Do I need to play this again?
0: I've already played through it twice on PS3. Um, yeah. Is it? Is it any? Is it? noticeably different at all like the upgraded version that they just released for all the modern consoles
1: uh well the switch is just a port of the ps3 version okay and that's what she's playing it on but ps4 is actually remastered so i'm sure it's graphically better but Mm. other than that i don't know if they added anything extra
0: fair enough yeah it's a great game anybody that hasn't played Nino kuni needs to for sure it's especially if you're a studio ghibli fan i mean good night yeah
1: the first game the second one was okay
0: the second one was okay but if you like the first game i think the second one is it's fun to return to that world even if it doesn't have the same magic as the first one i agree with you on that so yeah cool all right so i think that's everything except for last night what? as the time of recording was friday night mm-hmm. i played resident evil 3 sweet and it was really fun and i actually kind of like it more than two it's hard though oh my goodness yeah. Yeah, I'm playing the standard difficulty mode, and I was getting wrecked last night, especially by Nemesis. They really lean into the fact that you have that dodge button, and thankfully it is a lot more reliable than the, the dodge mechanic in the original Resident Evil 3 Nemesis on PS1. Yeah, but I hope so. <laughs> yeah, right. It still feels a little wonky, but I was getting used to it. Shotgun is MVP. Once you unlock the shotgun, just use that. You can one-shot all the zombies that take, like I don't know, 30 bullets each. So because mm-hmm. the, the zombies are still bullet sponges and they definitely emphasize avoiding combat when you can. But the thing is, the first area you get to in the game is kind of sprawling and a little bit not open world, but it's this big map. And you have to go back across it a bunch before you can kind of move on to the next section of the game. So it kind of behooves you to take out zombies if you're going to be passing through a particular hallway a bunch. You know what I mean? Oh, no, dang, yeah. Yeah. So. But no, I, I had a lot of fun with it. I heard it's kind of short, like you can finish the main campaign in around six hours. So I think I'm going to go ahead and finish this game on Friday Night Frights. So look for part two this upcoming Friday, and then part three, possibly part four, depending on how bad I play. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then if I'm getting done with that, maybe I'll go back and do Resident Evil 2 for Friday Night Frights. Maybe I'll start, if the if a game is under 10 hours, maybe I'll go ahead and just play it you know, all the way through on that game rather than just... On, on that night rather than just playing like the first hour of a horror game and moving on. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah. So So yeah, that is – oh, dang. There is one more game I got. I'm sorry. I got Resident Evil 3 and Maneater on Friday as well because they were both on sale on Gamefly. I played a little bit of Maneater. I know you did too. I actually really enjoyed yeah. it. I got past the point of the opening where you play as a really powerful shark and then you move to the baby shark. Yeah, Yeah. so it's fun. It seems a little grindy, but not in a bad way. I mean, the core gameplay is you eat a bunch of stuff as a shark who doesn't like that. The only thing I don't like is especially I I don't know if this pervasive throughout the whole game, but in the beginning, you're in a lot of shallow water or in bayou water and you find yourself getting locked like there's this mechanic where you can kind of skim the surface where your fin is above the surface of the water Mm -hmm. and if you're attacking somebody or trying to bite a fish you or or like you're fighting a fish that's fighting you back you can get locked into that mode and you have to like hold down the square and wait a couple of seconds to go back underwater so i kept popping up yeah and, and to the water level and trying to get back down again and that was kind of annoying i wish it would Like either be a little bit harder to initiate that service level or allow me to be able to thrash around and stuff as the shark and not keep constantly accidentally setting myself up for that because it it really interrupted the flow of combat when I was fighting like barracudas and alligators and stuff. Yeah,
1: the lock on is what's keeping me from continuing playing because it's so bad.
0: It's not great. Like Ryan was right. You really have to just use the right stick to keep them in the center of the camera. The lock on really only works with perceived dangers, not with all fish. But even then, it's not reliable. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm into it so far, though. I'll probably play it casually here and there uh, because I don't think it's I don't anticipate it would be that long. But I'm kind of curious to see how the the shark evolves and mutates and stuff. So, yeah, cool. Well, let's get into gaming news. So, big, big stuff this week. This is probably going to be the largest section, believe it or not, even though we're already like 43 minutes in at the time of uh, (laughs) Uh, pre-edit.
1: Real quick, Mike. Uh, Do you think we should start with the Nintendo Direct real quick, run through that?
0: Yeah. So, why don't you go ahead and... uh, We both watched the Nintendo Direct. I feel like you may have more to say about it than me. So, uh, what what, what did we see this week with Nintendo?
1: Yeah, so they uh, had their Nintendo Partner Showcase. And they revealed two exclusive Monster Hunter games for the Switch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and The first being Monster Hunter Rise, which looks like a just Switch version of Monster Hunter World, but there's some new mechanics in there that looks like a grappling hook that you can grab into, grapple into the air and go higher, hence the Rise name, I think, that's playing on that.
0: Yeah, it kind of almost like a laser, didn't it, if I recall? Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. And uh,
1: the next game is Monster Hunter Stories 2, which I'm wondering if it is actually a sequel to Monster Hunter Generations on the 3DS. Hmm. Because I've, I've never seen Monster Hunter stories, but I might just be. It's a hard not series in, to follow. Not into it. Yeah, yeah. A couple of other things that I saw that it was very anime focused, anime esque. Hmm. Uh, Rune Factory Five, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a Harvest Moon type game.
0: Yeah, a little bit it's more combat. Out. It looked like.
1: Yeah, and uh, this guy is six. Yeah. Exclusive to the Switch. And I'm not even a Disgaea fan. I've tried to play it. I'm just not a strategy RPG guy. Yeah. But this game looks well, like a whole lot of fun. I always like the over-the-top attack moves that they do. and the, I love the aesthetic.
0: They,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks great. And they say, like, the damage cap is, like, 100 trillion or something like that. Something, <laughs> something wild. And yeah. the the level cap
0: is, like, I don't know, some some, some ridiculous. 99 million, 99. something dumb. Yeah. yeah. I just saw oh, a bunch so. of nines. Yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, it all looks really interesting. Uh, they showed a couple of other things. What was that crime game that they showed? It was I, like I know a strategy.
0: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember the name because it looks stupid. Did you think it looked yeah. interesting? No, I thought it looked terrible.
1: Yeah, no, I yeah. Just, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's pretty. Yep, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much uh, everything from the direct that I remember that I was interested in or that i thought was cool
0: looking yeah the only thing i would add they didn't really mention this during the direct but this news came out shortly after there are new amiibo for monster hunter rise so march 26 i think is when monster hunter rise is coming out so that's probably when the amiibo will come out you got palamute you got a palico amiibo finally and then the new flagship monster magnamalo i think is going to get its own amiibo as well Sweet. So, and I know Also, be all over those. Oh, oh, you know it. As soon as the pre orders come up, it'd be nice mm-hmm. because my Japanese uh, Monster Hunter amiibo are getting kind of lonely. So they get some American amiibo yeah. to, to go with that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the only other thing I can mention this is in relation to Disgaea. If anybody out there has not played Disgaea and you do have a Switch and you have Switch Online in particular, from September 23rd to September 29th, you can play Disgaea 5 for free. So it's like a limited time access to this game. So you can boot it up, check it out, see if you like it, see if you vibe with the humor. The only thing that um, I got to tell you, if I was put on a desert island and I was only allowed to bring one game, I would probably bring Disgaea. Uh, I, I haven't played Disgaea 5 in particular, but if it's anything like the previous Disgaea's, the gameplay seems almost infinite. Every item that you get in that game can be strengthened by jumping inside of it and doing like a level like 1 through 99 dungeon. Mm-hmm. So like you actually fight battles within an item to strengthen the item as well as the regular battles you do in the story and all the side content and everything else. Like the game seems massive, almost intimidatingly so. But I mean if you are the type of person that's cool of planning a game for a few years – <laughs> or you, you. I mean, I'm serious. Like, or, or if you are really into strategy RPGs, like Final Fantasy Tactics or Fire Emblem or whatever, you owe it to yourself to at least give this game a look. So, not starting on September 23rd here, and what that'll be like three days from the time of the release of this recording. So, mm-hmm. uh, what is that uh, Wednesday? Mm-hmm. I think it's Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you know, hop online, check it out. You really have no reason not to, to be honest. So, but yeah, that's that's everything that I I had. Taken away. Oh, and Hades. Hades is out by Supergiant. <clears throat> I think I said massive in a previous recording, so I apologize. That's the until uh, people. But yeah. Supergiant did Bastion and Transistor, and Hades looks awesome. If you have a chance, look up the trailer, the solo trailer for Hades that just dropped alongside the direct. Mm-hmm. It looks like a great game. It looks like a lot of fun, so... Almost like Binding of Isaac with the fact that you're going to be doing multiple runs, but there's a story tied to those multiple runs. So you have this overarching narrative while you die and repeat. And no run, of course, is the same. It's a roguelike. But you will have permanent upgrades to make you a little bit stronger. So it feels more like Rogue Legacy rather than Binding of Isaac, like a true rogue. It's kind of like a, a roguelite is what they call them, where you have a mm. little bit of progression. So yeah, we'll check that out. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Well, speaking of Switch there are rumors circulating that we may get more in 64 games soon there's been some data mining on super mario 3d all-star specifically with mario 64 and a 64 emulator that was created specifically to get that game to run on the switch was found a good emulator was made that's nice and there is actually data files specifically referencing kirby 64 perfect dark pokemon snap mario tennis Paper Mario and Mario Golf, Ooh. yes, implying that these games will probably come to the Switch one way or another. Whether that's through an online thing like the Nintendo and Super Nintendo, or maybe individually like retail releases or a collection, who knows? But yeah. I, I think we'll probably see sixty and Nintendo sixty four games on the Switch, more of them, probably within a year. I would imagine. So, oh
1: yeah,
0: yeah, that's gonna be sweet. Uh, Mass Effect trilogy. There's been some, you know, speculation about when that's going to get announced for current gen systems. Uh, I remember, uh, I don't remember what the journalist's name was, but there has been some journalism speculation that EA will likely announce the Mass Effect trilogy in October. So that's coming up pretty soon. And recently, a Portuguese retailer called Gaming Re- Replay actually put up on their website a placeholder for selling the Mass Effect trilogy on Xbox One, PS4 and switch Mm. switch showing like to be 10 not roughly 10 dollars but it was like 10 whatever their currency is uh less right which is interesting is usually switches as much if not more or at least it depreciates less fast so i don't know if that's because it's going to be a downgraded version or what's going to going on i feel like the switch could run mass effect to be honest Mm -hmm. but who knows so that's that'll be something to keep an eye would you get a mass effect trilogy collection if it re-released
1: no, because I, I've I've already played through all three and I've had my fun with them. Mm. They're great games, and I would love to see them like remastered. But I'm just trying to get away from replaying games that I've already played. Me too. Unless it's like something I really,
0: really, really enjoy. Me too. Like I fought all week to try to not to play Final Fantasy 12 but then it just won. It was like, come on, you know you want to yeah, check it out. For you a want bit. me? You you want to check me out? And I'm like, yeah, I guess I will. <laughs> But, I mean, I, I rarely finish any of those remasters. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, I need to be a little bit more responsible about that, I guess. I don't know. But, I, you know, having Mass Effect on the go with Switch, as long as it's a really good port. I mean, of course, it's going to include all the DLC. And there's some of the DLC I haven't actually played. So
1: um, Yeah, that's true. I didn't play any of the DLC.
0: Yeah. So we'll, so, we'll see. We'll see. Who knows how to look. So we're going to get into PS5 news here in a bit, but I did want to mention that the PS5 pre-order was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Sony did come out and officially apologize for that and promise that they're going to have more PS5s available in the coming you know weeks leading up to the release and for people not to worry or freak out. But you, you probably recall I had mentioned um, about applying for Sony's offer to allow people to set aside, you know, like to be selected to pre-order directly yeah. from them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, after spending literally hours on Best Buy trying to get one, because Best Buy is Best Boy, I failed. And then I looked at my email and noticed that Sony had emailed me on Thursday and said, hey, guess what? We selected you to pre-order. We're going to open it up on Friday. We'll put you in a queue, and then you can buy your PlayStation 5. And I was like, aw, thanks, nice. Sony. So, yeah, yeah I got I love I have, you, Sony. Yeah, I got one pre ordered. So I still think it's kind of silly they did that, but maybe they almost anticipated that scalpers would make it a nightmare. I don't know. I still put main the main onus and blame on them because they said the pre orders wouldn't open till a certain time, and then they just opened early, and all hell broke loose. Right. So, <laughs> but That's I, got just one. I didn't get one. Yeah. I got, your boy got one. So come by and visit. But yeah, yeah <laughs> I got one. So we'll be able to check it out, and I'll be able to talk about it on the pod, which is very important to me, and I'll be able to stream it a bit. So that'll be nice. I don't know how streaming is going to go on the PS5 because I didn't get the 4K version of a capture card. I just got the regular. So I don't know if I'll be able to take advantage of like all of the graphical advances that PS5 will offer. We'll see about that. I may have to investigate it, maybe even invest in another capture card, but we'll see how it goes. So
1: Yeah, also maybe invest in another TV
0: as well. TV's fine. My TV is ready.
1: Oh, your TV is ready yeah, for the like, PS5?
0: Yeah, no TV out there is completely ready for everything that these new systems are boasting, but my TV is about as ready as you can be. It's already 4K capable, so okay. Yeah,
1: no. We're Does it have the HDMI 2.1?
0: Yeah. Okay. And I I'm have. Go I have the high definition HDMI cables and everything that can pass through the signal, so we're yeah. good there at least. Go for it. Yeah. What else? Oh, there is a live action Legend of Zelda. Netflix series coming, produced by Adi Shankar. I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly, the guy that produced Castlevania on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And there's a rumor floating around that Tom Holland of Spider-Man fame is being considered to play Link. Hmm. What you think oh, about Tom Holland as Link?
1: Um I don't I don't I don't have any feelings about it either way. My thing is are they gonna have him talking?
0: <laughs> I'm curious about that too. I figure if you're gonna pay that much for an actor. Well, I guess either way. I mean, a really good actor wouldn't really need to talk. Maybe he'll just be like, yeah. hut, hut, hut. I, yeah. I think it would be good to have him talk, though. I mean, I get why he doesn't in the video games because they're going for that whole insert yourself aesthetic. Right. But I would like him to go, excuse me, princess. Right. <laughs> Let's go for the 80s <laughs> cartoon, you know? No. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, that, that'll that be interesting. It's not guaranteed to be good, but, you know, so far, Netflix has been pretty decent. Like, we'll, we'll talk about Probably Dragon's Dogma in a bit, and maybe some, you know, Castlevania by comparison. But so far, they've been not outstanding. They haven't knocking it out of the park completely with every single property that they've picked up that has relationships to video games. But they've been, they have a pretty solid baseline, I would say. Yeah. This week, we discovered that Nintendo is no longer going to be manufacturing the 3DS. RIP. Rest in peace, 3DS. Let's have a moment of silence for the 3DS. I wish I had like an eight-bit version of Taps. Right, <laughs> I think that we should be able to play that whenever a system dies.
1: Yeah, they had a good run, man. Yeah, they had a great run. Yeah, that was that, that was Nintendo on at their best.
0: I feel. Yeah, I think they kind of put the nail the last nail in the coffin when they released the Switch, and they were trying like, no, 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 it'll be f-. no. Come on, man. Yeah,
1: right. You just made a hybrid, portable
0: console. You just made 3DS that can go on TV. Why would that? Come on. (laughs) So The last thing I have before we talk about the big story of the week, Control has had a lot of controversy about its quote-unquote free upgrade not being free. 505 and Remedy have previously mentioned that they can't technically upgrade control for current users unless they buy the ultimate version of control so you have to rebuy control the ultimate version in order for that to be able to be upgraded for ps5 Mm. now what happened to control owners this past week was that inexplicably they've all been silently upgraded and they got notification of it and then it was silently removed so basically they were caught in a lie because you could totally upgrade people i think it was owners of the dlc that got it I didn't look to see if I got it or not because I have, like, the physical disc without the DLC.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so
0: it may have something to do with, like, the, the type of, like, when you bought your digital content, perhaps. But it was upgraded without having the Ultimate Edition. I do know that. And the fact that you have other comp like, a lot of PS4 games are promising to give you free upgrades. Xbox is doing it. Even, like, really old games. Like, CD Projekt Red is already offering a free upgrade to Witcher 3 owners, right? So I'm yeah. in there. Woohoo. Mm-hmm. Um they I don't know why they think at this point they can keep holding, and i don't I don't understand like the whole idea with trying to get people to rebuy games they already bought, like when everybody around you is offering them up for free. So a little yeah. shady guys, a little shady. We don't appreciate it.
1: yeah, I mean, they haven't absolutely been hitting it out of the park lately with their games, so yeah, and they they don't make a whole lot to begin with, so they probably yeah. just need that extra extra bit of cash flow, but still, not cool.
0: Yeah, well I hope that extra bit of cash flow was worth it for the, the hit to their credibility and their goodwill from consumers. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right, well let's get into this uh PS five showcase. Overall. Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah. Overall, what did you think about the PS five showcase? Knocked it out of the park, man. Fucking crushed it. Yeah. Right? Crushed it. And I,
1: I was we were uh watching it together and I just
0: yeah, we were well, like, we were
1: watching it. We were messaging back and forth. We were, we were live
0: forth. messaging back and forth, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was
1: just like, I don't know what Sony's marketing team, like what they're made of, man, but they're just Stirner crushing stuff. it. Yeah, because <laughs> like Xbox, their marketing is not – when it comes to like their uh, it's presentations, yeah, it's, it's just not good. Mm-hmm. And Sony's just like, well, we're just going to take – like they don't – Sony doesn't have to do what they do. In mm-hmm. order to have a better conference than Microsoft, but they do it. Mm-hmm. They do it for us. Mm-hmm. They do it for them. Yeah, they do it for the cash, baby. Yeah. You know what? That's it's my, like I take it's my like
0: money.
1: yeah. It's kind of <laughs> like a, how I feel. I talk about this all the time, but you you remember uh Disney Tarzan?
0: Yeah, vaguely. Yeah. Yeah, and
1: how Phil Collins did the whole soundtrack.
0: I love it when an artist does a whole soundtrack. Gives it a whole yeah. vibe.
1: Yeah, I always say he didn't have to do that, but he did that for us. Phil Collins
0: did that soundtrack for us. Prince did that At, Batman soundtrack for us.
1: Exactly. And th- this is what <laughs> Sony, <laughs> this is what Sony's PS5 of it was equivalent to. It was the equivalent to Phil Collins' soundtrack of Tarzan.
0: David Bowie did that Labyrinth soundtrack for us. Exactly. Not for money, <laughs> Listen, but for us. <laughs> Queen did that Highlander soundtrack for us, y'all. Yes. I love the soundtrack to Highlander though. Have you ever seen Highlander? Oh yeah. You're a little younger, so I didn't know if you caught it or not. I remember yeah, doing. Amber. Yeah, I remember doing sword fights in the backyard with my friends in middle school, being like, "There can be only one."
1: <laughs> I remember the cartoon, man.
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I loved it in the '90s when they were making cartoons out of ostensibly non-child properties like Toxic Avenger and Conan and fucking Terminator. Highlander. What is wrong with people? <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're like animated series quick
0: yeah yeah Yeah. those are good times well cool man well let's just kind of run through it so the first thing that showed up was final fantasy 16 at what point during that trailer do you realize it was final fantasy as soon as i saw the hair as soon as you saw the hair
1: yeah like not even the whole face just the hair and the
0: eye i was like oh it's final fantasy i know right there's three things that you can count on with final fantasy weirdness hair and nonsense and this trailer mm-hmm. had all of it and i was all about it for Big me it was monsters. when i saw the for me because uh, at first it was like the they showed the the bonfire and then the reflection of the guy's eye and it wasn't until i saw chocobo i was like oh chocobos and then i was a little worried just because of the style because it looked a lot like final fantasy 14 and we haven't had one of these in a while and i was like oh are they doing another mmo i don't want one of those
1: yeah that's what i thought it was too but,
0: but it isn't it's awesome yes.
1: It's sixteen, man.
0: It has a very dark gothic look to it, and it reminds me a bit of Final Fantasy nine, which is weird because that seems more chibi. But do you remember the badass battles that they had between Aeons? Uh, mm-hmm. what, I think they call them Idolins in Final Icons. Fantasy. No, they call them Eidolans. Oh, And
1: nine. Yeah, yeah. Idolins.
0: Yeah, they had the Bahamut versus Alexander battle, right? Mm-hmm. And watching like Shiva go after Titan, or Ifri was fighting Phoenix, I was like, "This is badass! Yeah. I'm into really it." Dope. And the the battling looked good. The Marlboro design you got a little good Marlboro. Yeah,
1: yeah. those things yeah, scared the shit great. out of me.
0: What, who, mm-hmm. Describe the first time you ran into a Marlboro. What game was it, and how scared? How much did you shit your pants?
1: <laughs> oh, it was eight. <laughs> me too. Arguably, yeah, yeah, arguably the worst one i know to fight because the the bad breath in that game was ridiculous
0: and it came out of nowhere like you're just like playing the video game and you yeah do
1: you
0: you remember the sound they made like before they even loaded into the battle they're like yeah just really (laughs) i was like what is that oh god what is this thing what is it just a mass of tentacles and teeth marlboro cigarettes jesus I gotta tell you, of all the monster designs in Final Fantasy, marble has gotta be like in the top three for me, at least. Like, I haven't ranked them all in my head, but I love Marlboros. Even yeah, though they, they suck. They suck, yeah, but I love them. They look great. Yeah, they look great, the whole aesthetic is cool, they're annoying as shit, but I like them. I think my favorite one is from 10, though. Oh, as far as Marlboros? 10? 10's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, designs, yeah. Yeah, especially the great uh, ones that you find in the secret dungeon. They suck. They, they were just as yeah. dangerous as the ones in 8, man, if you didn't, you didn't mm-hmm. have the right equipment. Cool, yeah, so... But-
1: Final oh, Fantasy Sixteen, game. man. Yeah, yeah Final Fantasy Sixteen. Uh the same design team that does Final Fantasy fourteen is
0: working on this game. So that's why
1: the aesthetic looks pretty similar.
0: People from Dragon's Dogma too. Did you know that?
1: Oh, no, I didn't.
0: Yeah. Sean, one of the previous guests on the show, Remiel Rydell, he was uh, or Emperor Remuel, he was commenting on my facebook group about it when i was talking about it on our facebook group i he had mentioned the person's name and i can't remember now unfortunately and i don't want to go typing it up people can look into it but there's some collaboration going on for some really creative accomplished artists into this game and i think it just showed the trailer is amazing it really got me hype mm-hmm. and this yeah, is a no, ps5 exclusive I, I was i was surprised were you surprised by that it was a ps5 exclusive oh not at all because 15 wasn't neither was 13 yeah. Uh, I don't I'm even not, think I'm was not. was fourteen exclusive?
1: Uh fourteen, yes. Fourteen is only on PS4, I believe, and PC.
0: Interesting. Yeah, but either way, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm definitely getting that. Are you shitting me? I love Final Fantasy.
1: That's Sony uh throwing their money around.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's one of their flagship franchises, even if it has showed up on other consoles in previous iterations before. I mean, the only thing that kind of tempers my expectations of Final Fantasy a little bit is the original creative minds that helped me to really fall in love with the series are not really there anymore. Like they brought mm-hmm. Bu- they brought back Nobu for Final Fantasy VII remake, which was a smart move. But Hironobu Sak- Sakaguchi has nothing to do with it anymore. Tetsuya Nomura, he's done some great stuff, but he is like I think we talked about it before. Given complete free reign, he just goes full on like belt buckle Kingdom Hearts nonsense so yeah
1: he's the hideo kojima of square perfect yes <laughs> yeah.
0: perfect he is the zach schneider of square <laughs> right on well then right after that we get miles morales and we actually get a uh, a new trailer with gameplay i liked in the beginning when they were walking through that little celebration there was a couple uh, a couple that was salsa dancing and but they weren't doing it very well. Like one was teaching the other or something because they were going very slow. And I was like, that's what it looks like when my wife and I salsa dance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the combat looked dope. The story looks interesting. The whole kind of terrorist faction versus the, the big corporation or whatever. Like, what do you think about that overall?
1: Honestly, I think it seems kind of generic for the uh, the enemies anyway.
0: Okay, fair enough. Start,
1: like two rivaling factions. But I know it's going to be fun. It's going to be crazy. One of them looks like they had kind of some Doc octet
0: going on. You think so?
1: Yeah, I can see so, that. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I'm, that's usually a trend in comics where some different organization gets hold of some other villain's tech and becomes a villain, and this, that, and the other. My but,
0: comic book knowledge gets a little fuzzy once you get past two thousand odd whatever, because I'm mainly mm-hmm. like you know steeped in the eighties and nineties lore, and obviously Miles Morales is a newer character. Do you know much about his staple of like regular villains? I mean, I know we have I, the Prowler, right?
1: Yeah. I honestly don't
0: know much about his uh, – I haven't read many of his comics at all. Yeah, I haven't either, so I need to get brushed up because I yeah. want to be able to get those references when they come out. It's. I, I like the battle music. It's funny. I, I, I mentioned this to you via message while we were watching it. I really don't like it when people take a property that would be considered black or a black show and just automatically throw hip-hop or R&B beats in there to try to like pander. It feels very perpetrator to me. But Mm -hmm. did they threw some hip hop into his battle music and I actually loved it. I thought it was dope. Yeah, it sounds really really into it. Yeah. So, it's almost I,
1: hard not to throw hip hop stuff into it because it I sounds mean,
0: good. Yeah, I mean, no, it's good. And honestly, I think it does kind of fit his aesthetic, especially if you look at like his past public properties like that, that most people have seen like Into the Spider-Verse or just like his Brooklyn kind of like upbringing, the fact that he's into hip hop himself. Like I'm pretty sure that's going to inform some of his character. So it doesn't feel as forced or as kind of disingenuous as I've seen mm-hmm. in previous properties. So, yeah. no, I mean, and like I said, I was actually vibing with it. It's like, oh, this is a really good battle theme. So, and I like the focus, of course, on saving people. You know, the bridge is falling apart. He's doing everything he can, trying to be the hero that he feels like he needs to be. I think he's going to be a very endearing and fun character to follow and play as. So I'm into it. I can't wait to yeah, see what to do with it. Yeah, and they said
1: it takes place only a year after Spider-Man PS4. So he's already, like, coming to his own
0: in a year. Well, yeah, I mean, he's still probably, you know, a a baby in some ways. But, yeah, he's had a year at least to practice his powers and kind of learn the ropes, so to speak. I I Mm -hmm. imagine narratively this will probably be his biggest solo challenge. Maybe he's not going to be able to get as much support as he's been able to get from Spider-Man in the past, right? Yeah. And so this will be like maybe one of his first true really big tests, you know, Mm -hmm. as a fully fledged superhero. So it'll be fun to follow along with him on that journey for sure.
1: Maybe Peter's off with the Marvel's Avengers
0: (laughs) <laughs> right on all right i think the next game that came up after that was hogwarts legacy
1: if i yeah, recall i think so
0: so i, I looked okay I, I like school i like magic put them together Magic school. Yeah. let's do it
1: yeah. it's like an open
0: world simulator right basically
1: yeah yeah i'm into it i don't have much to say about it but uh, i'll check it out
0: yeah, no, I mean I think it's a cool world to explore and there's been Harry Potter games previously, but of course they were tied to the narrative, they were gimmick driven, they were limiting. This seems to be very open, very create your own, go through school, learn stuff and of course there's an overarching narrative. It seems like an uh, entirely original. It's funny, there's been some controversy just, you know, by proxy of the fact that Harry Potter was written by J.K. Rowling. I think I'm saying her name right, right? Mhm. Yeah. And how she's like really transphobic and she's like really leaning into that. Like if, if you follow her, it's getting intense. Uh, even her newest book seems to be like a specific just throwing shade at trans people. But I think mm-hmm. Warner Brothers released a statement like she is in no way involved with the making of this game. And I was like, does she not get any money from from the sales of the game? Because I feel like she probably does. <laughs> so Man. that's that's the only thing I think that's going to turn some people off is putting money into a bigot's pocket I'll be kind of following that closely and seeing, you know, whether or not, you know, like personally, if I want to make that decision or, or if they expound more upon her involvement or her benefit from the game. But that aside, the game looks really cool and interesting. And I don't want to negate the hard work of everybody who kind of put into it and designed it because, I mean, obviously WB, the development studio, they're completely separate of her. They're just using her property. So, right. All right. So after that, oh, man, this next game. Oh, my God. We've already seen some teasers for it, I think, as of Xbox. But Resident Evil 8 looks... Mm -hmm. We got even more footage and even more story or whatever. It looks like Resident Evil 4 aesthetically. Like the whole village. I mean, the fact that it's kind of called village and then they kind of put the 8 in there or whatever. Ah! What'd you think? Yeah, man, I think it looks
1: dope. Again, not the biggest Resident Evil fan. Yeah, But I recognize good-looking shit when I see it. And I think this is going to... uh, I don't know, it's going to bring them back. Like, they already came back with seven but i, I was think gonna say seven two remake yeah, three remake, seven two yeah cap like they're, god is capcom back. not missing and oh, you'd boy. love to see it yeah yeah
0: no i was gonna say that's what we called them back in the day cap god they're back god. yeah <laughs> so they've been crushing it lately and i'm ecstatic yeah and I, we were even talking about like oh my god does it have a, the merchant did he come back and then right at the end you got a smarmy merchant and i was like yeah mm-hmm.
1: If it's I mean, just window shopping, go ahead and take a look.
0: Yeah, like he wasn't like, "What are you buying?" But I don't yeah. care. They still had a merchant, and I'm all about it. So, right. So after um, after that, this was really cool too. I love this. I got super hype. Devil May Cry Special Edition. Devil yeah. May Cry 5 Special Edition. Yes.
1: Yes, Virgil's in there.
0: Not only that, but it looks like that they completely revamped the gameplay for the other characters too. Do you see that? Like yeah. how different it looked
1: yeah and another thing i noticed was and i think this just got overlooked the amount of enemies that were on screen just shows you what the next gen consoles can do for you know these action games because before it was like max five enemies probably on the screen at the same time
0: it depends on the game i mean compare it to something like dynasty warriors you know what i mean well yeah
1: just for just for devil may cry yeah 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 there were like max five enemies on the screen at the time yeah
0: now it was
1: like get 15 mobbed. yeah yeah and this looked really cool. I wonder what effect that's gonna have on the style meter. Is it gonna be easier to get a triple S rank or what?
0: I don't know. That's actually that's actually interesting. I'm sure they're gonna be tweaking it. I mean, this is a, a good, reliable team that develops these games. I mean, as far as action game pedigree goes, you don't get much higher than Devil May Cry. Like they've yeah. for me, other than arguably maybe Devil May Cry two, but then they kind of they short it right back up again, they there have been few, if any, missteps. So mm-hmm. They've really kind of defined it. Like, even Baylor, but it's like, this is better than Don't May Cry. And Devil Cry was like, hold my beer. <laughs> right. It's like, we'll come back and show you what's up. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. It sucks because it's dropping digitally only, like, to pressure people through hype to buy the digital version instead of the physical version. So mm-hmm. you can get the digital way early, like two, like, not two months, like a month and a half. I think the physical will come out December 31st for those interested. But you can get yeah. digital, I think, like, day one. Or so it's, like, November 12th, I believe.
1: Yeah, home launch. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So. I'm gonna be getting that physical boy though. Oh, me too. Me too. I'm I'm okay to wait, especially since this holiday season looks like it's gonna be a bit packed. A lot of mm-hmm. these games we've talked about so far, aside from Miles Morales, are coming around uh, next year, like Final Fantasy sixteen, Hogwarts, Resident Evil Eight, and then the next game we're gonna talk about, Demon Souls Remake, that is mm-hmm. coming out next year too.
1: No, that's that's a that's been confirmed to be a launch title. Oh no,
0: you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm so sorry. You're right. Yeah. Because a lot of people are, like, doing, like, Miles Morales Demon Souls bundles. But still, wow. Like, like, I think we talked about Dark Souls and its adjacent properties on the show before and how I'm not super into them because they're just so hard and kind of Mm soul-crushing. But this game looks really smooth. Like, I mean, again, they could have cleaned it up because there was no HUD. That's the thing that threw me off. I was like, where's his life bar? Where's his stamina bar? You know what I mean? Like, how is he managing that? Because he looks like he's just effortlessly going. And I know it's all timing. But to me... Mm -hmm. That's the thing that was really hindering was, you know, while I'm learning these enemies and their patterns, I'm almost set up to die immediately because I'm going to run out of my tiny stamina bar really quickly. And the animations don't connect one to one, especially with the earlier game, especially with Demon's Souls originally, Dark Souls and all that. So it felt kind of wonky. You had to kind of like learn hitboxes rather than what you were seeing with your eyes. But this game looks smooth. The animations like were running like butter It doesn't seem to be no longer a hindrance to the player to kind of guess how your attacks are going to land. It seemed like very – it just seemed very clean, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it made me feel like it was something that I could actually take on. Like I I want to try this game. You know what I mean? Yeah, me too. I'm not sure if I want to buy it, but maybe I'll borrow it from somebody. If they have a demo, all the better. Uh, They released a really cool showcase for PlayStation Plus subscribers – which I thought was great. They talked about the PlayStation Plus collection. So at launch, if you have PlayStation Plus, and it's the same one you have now, like I don't think they're going to change it or anything, for your PS5, you can play God of War, Bloodborne, Fallout 4, Monster Hunter World, Final Fantasy Fifteen, Mortal Kombat Ten, Uncharted 4, Infamous Second Son, Ratchet & Clank, Days Gone, Until Dawn, Detroit Become Human, Battlefield 1, Batman Arkham Knight, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, Persona 5, and Resident Evil 7 for free. Oh, yeah. Just happened. That's some good shit right there. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. and you, you know what's crazy about this? It seems like a new thing, but I remember when PS4 first launched, when they were giving us the PlayStation Plus games, they did not get rid of them the next month. They stayed as part of this like whole collection that you could play, hmm. and it wasn't until about maybe two years in that they decided to you do the month time to mount, limit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and drop off. Because I I I remember that specifically. I was like, you could get PlayStation Plus and get like the Ratchet and Clank and all this other stuff.
0: Yeah, get like get the whole backlog. You wouldn't. Yeah, miss it was literally it if you like you didn't a collection. download it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. So they're really kind of just going back and acting like it's a new thing, but it's still dope, man. It's no, still it's, dope. It's I haven't deep. played. Yeah, I haven't played Monster Hunter World, so I might try that when I get a PS5. But.
0: Yeah, eyeballing this list, let me take a look here. I might try Monster Hunter World, but I feel like it's not going to be my type of game. I feel like you have to invest way more time than I'm probably willing to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mortal Kombat will be fun just to play through for funsies. I still haven't played Uncharted 4 because that's kinda, I need to finish 3. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: Days Gone I have. I wasn't really into it, but I might try it again. Detroit Become Human I never tried, even though I have it. So I don't know if I'll try it, but I'll have access to it. The Last Guardian, I want to try that. Resident Evil 7, I have a copy for Xbox, but I would totally play it again on PlayStation. So, right, yeah, I'm down with that. And like you said, maybe they'll continue to add games to it. Maybe eventually they'll move back to the download it in a month or you lose it. Right. Uh, maybe they're just trying to like shore up, you know, so you have something to do on your PS5 at launch, which is smart. It's really yeah, smart I mean, it's, a, it's definitely an answer
1: to the Xbox Game Pass.
0: Yeah, and the fact that it's baked into... Because Xbox Game Pass, mind you, is separate from Xbox Gold, right? Mm, yep. So you can't just have Xbox Gold or PlayStation Plus would be the equivalent and then have access to all that. You still have to subscribe to Game Pass. With this, you get all these games just having the PlayStation Plus that most people have, especially if they play online. Right. So That's cool. Last big drop of the show... And man, was it ever. We didn't get to see, I don't think, anything really just other than the title card. But that was enough to get me excited. God of War, Ragnarok.
1: Man.
0: Yo. If I
1: could just have my reaction. If I would have recorded my reaction. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yo. Yes. God of War. (laughs) It's like we already know it's coming. But like I said, Sony knows how to reveal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that just just that little swirl of the God of War symbol, and then the little symbols like filling in,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: just Kratos saying his two little lines was enough to get me hype. And it's coming out next year.
0: That seems like really soon.
1: Yeah. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, I'm super that's excited. Let's just, just show you
1: how good that team got at making that first game, because it took them five years to make the first game, mm-hmm. and arguably now it's gonna take them two. They probably took like a six month break after the first game and then went back to work.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is that's yeah, typical. But yeah, you know, you have a lot of assets you can work with now. I think conceptually, it almost feels like a new IP because most of the design they had to redo, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have Kratos, but even he had to be redesigned. the The gameplay was redesigned. The vibe, you had that backstory, but then you had to start the new story. Like it for all intents and purposes, it was like launching a new IP. So it makes sense; it would take that yeah. really long. Yeah, it was it was it was great. <sighs> oh you know what for, is- for our casuals i need to start explaining some of these abbreviations and terms that i use because i've had some feedback there's a lot of casuals actually listen to our show i don't know if you knew that yeah. yeah so ip means intellectual property so a new ip be like a brand new game without any previous history which god of war does have a previous history but the god of war on ps4 is almost like a reboot so everything was entirely new about it even though it did pull a bit from the backstory of the previous games yeah, but yeah, I'm excited. Oh my god, Dude, yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, do you remember when they revealed God of War PS4? I do. I wasn't as excited, but only because I was going off of my knowledge and memory of the previous God of Wars and how I kind of fell off of the series because I was like, ah, it's getting old. You know what I mean?
1: Dude, I was so excited.
0: I know you were and with when it from day Krad- one. Oh my
1: god, when Kratos stepped out of the yeah. darkness, I was like, oh, it's fucking Kratos. Oh my god, I can't
0: believe this. Brother, when I heard a couple of the early reviews and they were talking about how good it was, and then I finally got my hands on it, I was sold immediately. I was like, "Oh wow, this is great!" Actually, (laughs) like it was. Mm -hmm. That was, I mean, what year did that come out? 2017. Yeah, I think so. That which is crazy to think. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not that old. No, it really isn't. No, I want to say that was probably definitely in the top three best games of that year, if not the the best. I can't remember what else I played in 2017. Actually, was it tw- when did Spider Man come out? Spider Man came out the same year as Spider Man. Are you sure? I think so. I don't know. We'll have to go research that. Yeah. But, uh, because, yeah, Spider Man would be a, a contender. Of... Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just know there were like five really big games that came out.
0: But, I mean, like... I think I've I, I talked about this briefly in a previous episode. Don't ask me which one. Maybe it was even the spoiler cast for Final Fantasy VII Remake. There are certain games that impact me emotionally that stick to my ribs. To where, when I finish them, I get slightly depressed because I feel like I can't, like I feel like I have to put them down because I finished them and I have to move on, but I don't want to. And I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm not really excited for any other game out. Like no other game is going to light my fire the way that game just did. And so it's like a bittersweet thing when you have to set it down. And God of War was like such a immersive and impactful and and enthralling journey to me. Like I. The story and the way it was presented, the music, the dialogue, like, uh, I mean, the gameplay was fantastic, too. That's the best part. Like, there's not a single weak point in that game. When you've got a game that can impact you, set off all the fireworks in your brain and you're having lots of fun just playing it, but it also impacts you emotionally, that's a gut punch, man. That's the one, too. It's over. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what this team does with the sequel, and uh, I'm going to be there day one for sure. I know you will. Yeah. So, yeah, that'd only be, be, be a future spoiler cast. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> right on, right on. All right, well that sums up the PlayStation 5. Anything else you want to say overall about the showcase or anything we missed?
1: Well, just in case you've been living under a rock, PS5 is going to be 499 in launch and for the disc-based version mm-hmm. and 3.99 for the digital version, which is extremely competitive with Microsoft.
0: Yeah. Also, yeah. don't don't get the digital version. What are you doing? Get the disc.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Pay extra know. money.
0: To get the disc. Yeah. It's gonna save you money in the long run when you can get. It used will. Games. It definitely will. Cool. All right. Well, let's uh, bring it on down to game deals. I'll rattle mine off real quick. We'll try to see if we can move that along. So I mentioned earlier, I bought ManEater for twenty dollars used, Resident Evil Three for thirty dollars used, both at GameFly. If you don't know. Gamefly is a rental service where you can like rent games, you know, kind of like the, the old Netflix model where you could get stuff delivered to your house. Um, but they also sell a lot of their games too, and you can get them pretty decently used, and they and they don't put any stickers on their games, so you don't have to worry about that bullshit. You get the manual, you get the box, you get everything typically. And if, if you don't, they'll tell you up front. So mm-hmm. great place to get used games if you're on the hunt. Pre-owned copy of Bee Simulator for Xbox One at GameStop for $5.59. If you use the special code for cheap-ass Gamer, which is CAG16, mm-hmm. if you're interested, I don't know why you would be, but Anthem, that joke of a game, is a dollar <laughs> at Walmart and two dollars at GameStop. Balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can get your live services that not, that's not being supported currently if you want. Or maybe just get it on a, on a lark just to see what all the fuss is about. Mm-hmm. Right. Buy two, get one free Amiibo at GameStop. If you're like me and you're out here collecting Amiibo, well, if you're unlike me and you're not almost done pretty much, then it might be good to get out there and get some Amiibo now because you're going to save a bit of money. Neon Drive is on the eShop. That's actually kind of a cool 80s aesthetic kind of driving slash rhythm game. It's hard to explain it, but there's a trailer and it looks cool to me. That's on eShop for $3.99 right now. I'd pick it up if I were you. I probably will. Oh, yeah. And that's all I got. Not a ton. I know you had a couple things, your cool pickups and a few things. What's going on, man?
1: Yeah, I got a few deals for you, actually. I just got this tweet from Wario64. Gamefly is having... Another big sale on oh, their used games. Cool. So, uh, just a few noteworthy ones: uh, Streets of Rage Four for Xbox One and PS4 is twenty bucks. Cool. Uh, Need, Need for Speed Heat is twenty bucks. Mm. Resident Evil Three is twenty one
0: ninety nine. Damn it! I just they got me for nine mm. bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the
1: Outer Worlds is twenty bucks. Destroy All Humans is twenty five. Mm. A lot of first party Switch titles are forty four ninety nine. Paper Mario, mm-hmm. Super Mario Party, etc. And I think there was one more. Ghost of Tsushima, actually, mm-hmm. is 39.99. Okay. Which is the cheapest I've seen that.
0: Yeah, so far, yeah. Yeah,
1: and that's pretty much the rundown for that. There are some other games in there, but those are the real standouts for me. Cool. And CD Keys, right now, if you check them out, they've got PlayStation Plus memberships for $30. And they do stack, so you can buy... I think you can buy as many as you want and you will have that
0: many years of PlayStation Plus. Yeah, that's pretty much like half off. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah.
1: And that works for that will work for PS5 as well. Awesome. Yeah. And moving on from deals, like I said, my pickups are pretty uh, few and far between this week, but I did happen to participate in an online auction and I picked up a large Power
0: Rangers lot.
1: Mm-hmm. And this is vintage stuff, man. This is like Mighty Morphin. Yeah, it's pretty much all Make Mighty my Morphin. My
0: monsters grow. Exactly.
1: Okay. Cool. So I've got the original Mighty Morphin uh Megazord with all the individual pieces. Yo. And it all combines and works. I got the original Dragon Zord. I got the original Tiger Zord. I've got the Thunder Megazord. Like complete. The whole thing. Wow. With the uh yeah, with the red dragonzord and the red phoenix Zord and the uh Griffin and all that. And all this is up on my eBay store right now. So uh yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. If you if you go to my eBay store and check it out, you're gonna be like, damn, this is some good shit. Like I got some original morphers with power coins. I just sold a original uh Red Ranger blaster blade combo thing. Got the dragon dagger. I've got the White Ranger Saba Sword. So I got a lot of power ranger stuff to say the least. That was uh that was very nostalgic for me, man, putting all, all those Zords uh, together and uh, getting the battery compartments cleaned up. Mm. And actually, I just found this out. So if you're a game hunter like me and Michael and you see, like, these these old battery powered things, a lot of the times you'll see that there's corrosion. Mm. Have you run into that before,
0: Michael? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah,
1: so I literally, Vicky just looked it up for me real quick. She was like, how to get rid of corrosion. Literally, all you need to do is take a Q-tip with some vinegar. The acid in the vinegar will clean it up pretty well. Good. So I had some completely non-working battery-powered toys, and I used that vinegar, and it cleaned them right up. Like, it didn't clean them all the way, but like I had to use it a toothbrush on my parts. Yeah. yeah, it got them working, in working condition. So I'm very excited <laughs> for what that means for my future. But yeah, I've always been like, like i grab weak controllers that were corroded, and I just, there was no way for me to fix them, and now I know that I can just go in with some vinegar and get it cleaned up. So it's if you got some tip. old stuff
0: laying around, grab you some vinegar and get to cleaning because it works. Yeah, no, for sure. That is a good tip. Excellent. All right, well, then let me ask you, Derek, this week, before we get to our new segment, which we'll talk about in a second, but uh, what, what you feeling? I am feeling Dragon's Dogma oh, on Netflix, Okay,
1: which released September 17th, <laughs> 2019. <laughs> Yeah, and not in what, July. Would you say in July? <laughs> July. <laughs> yeah, and it's really it's really interesting because if you know me, you know that I highly dislike CG anime. Me too. But the thing that this the thing that this series does is it has it is completely CG, but the aesthetic looks like they drew the characters over the CG. Mm. Oh, so they they're more expressive. They're not as choppy with their movements and stuff. So that I've never seen a CG anime look like that. And its it doesn't hurt for me to watch it. So I've watched the uh, first two episodes of that. I'm really into it so far. And I think it's only seven episodes long. How how far did you get into it, Michael?
0: Uh, I think I'm at episode four now. And okay. you're right. It's seven episodes. Every episode is named after one of the seven deadly sins. So yeah, I think I I'm on sloth yeah. right now.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's dope. That first episode was oof. <laughs>
0: I was expecting it to be woof, to be honest. I mean, if anybody who's played the game knows how the Arisen becomes the Arisen, they did make it a little bit more personal because in the original, you know, like, oh, your village, that sucks. But in this one, it's like, oh, your entire family and everybody you love. So what's funny is I thought the main protagonist, Ethan, his arc would be like him becoming all edgelord because he lost everything he's known or ever loved. And. He would learn through his travels to care about human beings and not because like even his wife warned him as she passed on, you know, hey, don't become a dark person. Don't let this change you. Be a good person. Right. Right. But he's pretty much immediately still a good dude. In fact, if anything, the Ark is learning just how depraved and terrible humans are so far. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, like he goes to save people and then kind of sees the ugly aftermath of his intervention, which is an interesting angle. Yeah. yeah. It's it's definitely giving me some eighties vibe. There's a lot of like gratuitous tits and ass and violence. <laughs> Ooh, I haven't got to the tits yet. Oh, there's some. Well, you, one more episode, you'll get those tits, buddy. Yay, <laughs> titties. <laughs> so, but whether that turns you on or turns you off, aside from that, it is really interesting. It's not setting me on fire just yet, but I'm gonna. I'm, I'm kind of comparing it to Castlevania, and I just think Castlevania is just better, to be honest. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but. I think it's an interesting enough property. I'm glad they're doing it. I hope it does well because I hope they do more of these. And I am curious to see what else Ethan's going to run into on his quest to destroy the dragon and his relationship as it evolves with his pawn, you know, how that whole thing goes and just kind of expounding upon the lore of this world. I mean, I agree with you. I'm, I'm not really into CG anime, and some of the drawn-on anime is is done less than, it. like, the, the monsters, especially, like the griffin. Oh, yeah, the monsters. And are, the cyclops yeah. and the dragon. They're full-on CG. I don't see any drawn-on with them. Yeah. So that's kind of, I don't really dig yeah, that. Yeah, that's a little jarring. The
1: cyclops, I was like, ugh.
0: But the art <laughs> direction does save it a bit. I will agree with you there. There's some art direction here that kind of softens that blow, and you know, it gives me hope that eventually anime done with CG can be done in a way that doesn't rob it of its artistic identity, right? I think that's the main issue. So, speaking of anime, it's time for Derek Cross Mike anime edition are you asking me for a challenge this week (laughs) and many weeks beyond derek and i are challenging each other to watch our favorite animes and talk about them so for this week derek i have challenged you to start watching berserk and you have challenged me
1: to start watching full metal alchemist brothers
0: And there's a little bit of a disparity there because Brotherhood's like 60-something episodes and the 90s run of the Golden Age arc of Berserk is like 20-something episodes. Here's what we did. I watch three episodes a week. You watch one. Let's talk about yours first. So you watched episode one of the 90s anime of Berserk. How'd that go? I I love it.
1: Yeah? Yeah, I love it. I remember I've seen the first episode before, but I didn't really remember how it went down. But Guts does not give a shit. He's a badass. Yeah, when he first walked, he asked no questions. He sees injustice, and he just meets out punishment. Yeah, he does. Yeah, like he saw them uh, harassing that woman, and off-screen, arrow into the head. <laughs> and I was just like, wait, what? And then they show him walking into the bar, and I'm like, wow. This dude didn't ask any questions. He knew they were shit, and he killed him. Mm-hmm. And that sword
0: is just ridiculous ridiculously huge that's one of the standout things with guts too is that he uses a sword in the in the manga and in the anime they refer to it less like a sword more like a large hunk of iron it's just as tall as he is and he's a big dude and he wields it with one hand and it's just just big huge and anything it hits it's over
1: yeah (laughs) cleaved in twain in twain (laughs) but yeah man it's uh it's really dope the art is really good uh Mm -hmm. i like his voice actor there's some, you know, real 90s tropey shit in there, but it's, it's good, man.
0: It's enjoyable. I like it. What specifically are you talking about when you say 90s tropey shit? Just some of the dialogue. It's like, hey, yeah,
1: blah, blah, blah. And who are you?
0: <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, there's yeah. some shortcuts, too. Like, it, uh, it'll uh, it do the, the single, like... The
1: single uh, frame and just pan.
0: Yeah, pan across. Maybe yeah. add a little bit of graphics to it if something's burning. Yeah. Yeah. I what did you think about the music, the soundtrack? And oh, all that?
1: the intro was
0: weird, man. What you don't like to put your glasses on? Yeah, no, the intro did not fit at all. Yeah, I was it's, a, it's a little, it's a little jo- more jovial than you would expect for such a dark anime. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree with that. I it, it grew on me. Like I have that song memorized. Well, the interesting thing about the first episode is it's the last episode. It's post the Golden Age arc when Guts has already been through what we would call the Eclipse, and you'll be able to see that later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, no spoilers until we get to it of course these are old animes so we're going to open up and talk about them just so you know but we're going to go through that together so you see guts he's already kind of damaged but he's also completely kitted up like he's known as the black swordsman and he is out here hunting demons he's got his giant sword he's got his crossbow he's got uh throwing knives he's got another surprise that he he will be showing later on in that episode but just kind of you know describe how it plays out but let, let, the, let the people know you know, what you saw, what you liked, all that all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, so basically it's, it starts out with these soldiers accosting this woman in a bar and making her, like, lick up wine off of the table. And then in comes Guts, and he's just, like, starts killing everyone involved. And then he's like, uh, take me to your master. Uh, let him know I'm coming. And the master is, like, obviously some sort of demon or something. And long story short, he goes to... Uh, Well, no, the uh, demon goes to attack the village with all his soldiers, and then Guts shows up, and then he turns into, like, a giant snake creature, the uh, opposing demon. Hmm. And then Guts takes out a lot of his soldiers, and then he just starts getting wrecked by this snake dude. And uh, then, surprise, surprise, he pulls this pin on his metal arm, and it's like a a cannon in his arm. Hmm. And he basically blows the dude's face off, and then he just... Cleaves him in twain with his giant sword.
0: Yeah, he does. He gets a good hit in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, and just to let you know how much guts has been through and how much he does not give a shit, he just starts shooting this dude with arrows repeatedly while he's talking to him. He's just like, "Yeah, so phew, you're a piece of shit," and, phew, and <laughs> yeah, you will <laughs> know pain like it. us humans yeah, do. Yeah. yeah, I'll let you know, boy. And he just continues to do it, and then the episode ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's wild.
0: Yeah, and they do at the very end of the episode – well, there's the part where he gets kind of a – like his brand on his neck glows, and he gets visited by some demons. Oh, yeah. We own you. You're ours. And then at the very end of the episode, he turns, and it flashes back to when he's like 15. And so you know that you're going back in time. So Mm -hmm. the next episode, of course, you're going to start at the beginning of the Golden Age arc and see kind of his progression. That's where I'm really excited to see what you think and watch as you – See him develop these relationships with these mercenaries he gets to know and all that. So that'll be cool to see. Well, mm-hmm. I'm glad you're digging it so far. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So with me, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So I did watch a little bit of the original 90s Full Metal Alchemist, but I did watch the first three episodes of Brotherhood just because I want to get a comparison.
1: Just to add it, uh, the original is from 2003.
0: Oh, it is. Okay. It yeah. felt 90s the way it was shot. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess some of the goofiness felt kind of 2000 aughts. Because it's still that's the funny thing about Full Metal. It it can shoot. It's there's a lot of tonal whiplash. Like mm-hmm. uh, Berserk stays pretty serious throughout, although there are jovial moments. With Full Metal Alchemist, there's definitely very dark parts, especially episode two of Brotherhood. Oh my god! But there's a lot of goofy stuff too. A lot of jokes about the main character Ed and and how he's shorter than his younger brother Alphonse. And we'll mm-hmm. get we'll get to why in a second. But essentially, in this world, and and it, it kind of. It's like a faux early 1900s style European world that seems to like think they, they inhabit. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. But there's alchemy. And alchemy is, it's passed off as a science, but it's definitely much more advanced than any of us know in the real world. Like, you use the law of equivalent exchange, you draw a little symbol, you do some flashy stuff, and boom, you can make weapons out of the floor. You can turn water into powerful steam. You can transmutate things, right? And that plays mm-hmm. into the battles. And the first episode is not the last episode, but the first episode of Brotherhood is post the origin story of our main character. So you kind of see them as actual state alchemists. So they work kind of like in an alchemist army for the, mm-hmm. the state that they live in. And they're going after a rogue state alchemist who is trying to attack, I guess, the the main like king or Fuhrer, they call him. Yeah. Yep. Let me look at my notes because I can't remember his name. It Fuhrer was King Bradley. Bradley. Thank you.
1: Oh, yeah. I was saying Fuhrer King Bradley. Just so you know, his title is not Fuhrer King. His name is actually King Bradley.
0: Oh, his name is King. So Bradley's his last name. That's right. You told me that before. Okay. Yeah. So King Bradley. So he's kind of the, the leader or whatever. And Full Metal is the code name given to Ed as one of the state alchemists. So he and his younger brother, who's in a full suit of armor, are going after this rogue alchemist. And it, they established early on that unlike other alchemists, Ed can do alchemy without having to draw a symbol. He can just do it immediately, which is interesting. And then you find out that he actually has a false arm and a false leg. So one of his arms is fully metal. One of his legs is fully metal. And then you find out that his brother Alphonse is not actually in that armor. He is the armor because his helmet gets knocked off and you see there's no body inside. You're like, what the hell? And it plays into their backstory later on kind of you know speeding past to episode two where they go into it when they were young their father was away was he away at war or was he traveling I, I, uh, I don't they know. don't they don't specify they don't specify okay yeah and the kids are getting into his alchemy books and they're practicing alchemy and their mother sees them like oh what you doing you're like check this out i made a flower or whatever and she's like oh that's so neat your dad would be so proud and shortly after and they're 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 around like 10 years old 10 and 9 their mother dies and they decide to try to bring her back using alchemy, which apparently is forbidden. Like, it's extremely taboo. Mm-hmm. And they looked up all the ingredients that makes up the average size adult human, you know, saltpeter, water, carbon, whatever, whatever. They, yeah. yeah. They gather in a dish. They draw their little symbol. And they both kind of start the alchemy process. And something goes horribly wrong. Alphonse just completely unravels before Ed's eyes, almost like Thanos snap style and like disappears. Yeah. And then Ed's like leg disappears because apparently they didn't offer enough in the exchange for a human soul and a human life. And then he looks forward to see this monstrosity, which looks a lot grosser in the original anime by the way. Yeah. Of, like, a mass of, like, blackened flesh and stretched out maw of, like, what is supposed to be their mom but really isn't. And it's like, Ugh. it's basically like, kill me. <laughs> like, it's really yeah. gross. And you just hear him scream like bloody murder. He blacks out and goes to this other plane of existence. There's, like, this god that speaks to him for a second. And, he like, flashes forward, like, all the knowledge in the entire world into his brain all at once. He damn near goes insane. Mm-hmm. He snaps back out of consciousness enough to draw an alchemy symbol in a nearby suit of armor in his blood to try to bring his brother back. He binds his brother's soul to the suit of armor, and he uses up his arm to do so. So now he's down one arm and one leg. Yeah. State alchemists hear about their talent. They come by to recruit them. They help Ed get rejuvenated. He gets his false arm and his false leg, and they join up with the state alchemist. And their personal goal is to look for a way to get their bodies back. And the way that they're going to try to do this is through a fabled item called the Philosopher's Stone, which apparently allows you to bypass the law of equivalent exchange, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yep. And of course, Ed also discovers that he can do alchemy without a symbol, and it's probably because he went to that other plane of existence and gained some sort of knowledge, right? Right. Yep. So that pretty much sets it off. Uh, Episode three kind of kicks one of their adventures into gear when they hear some rumors and they go to this old town where this guy is performing, quote unquote, religious miracles, which are obviously alchemy. But he's not abiding by the law of equivalent exchange. And they have a hunch that maybe his ring might be a philosopher's stone. Right. Then there's kind of like some interwoven plot with some people behind the scenes pulling the strings. They reference, uh, again – to follow that seven deadly sins theme that we were talking about earlier, Dragon's Dogma, there's two characters introduced. One, gluttony, who apparently likes—he's a cannibal. He likes to just eat the flesh of human beings, and another one called lust, a sexy-looking woman, and they both mm-hmm. have alchemy symbols driven, drawn on their bodies—the same one. Uh, on her, it's her chest, and on gluttony, it's his tongue. And through the progression of Ed exposing the the false prophet, you know, fighting him. You know, finding out that the philosopher's stone was an imitation and a fake, and if it's used too heavily, it breaks. That's kind of where I I left off. So I know that they're hunting for the philosopher's stone. I know there's a shadowy group offering stones to crazy people to carry out their grand designs. To I don't know, like start anarchy or fight against state alchemists. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I don't like like I said the tonal whiplash where it gets really goofy, like almost like campy and then it goes back to really serious but i'm starting to kind of get used to that rhythm i really liked episode two i thought yeah, it was very dark weird. and i thought it set up a lot of their motivation really well and i thought it set up their character really well and i like the fact that they're no longer on a quest to save their mother and they know that's impossible they just want to get back what they lost like they're you know they want he wants to bring back his brother's body he wants to bring back his limbs although right. honestly if i had his metal limbs i'd keep them they look awesome
1: yeah they're pretty dope they save him he, more than once too yeah he just wants to be who he was yeah, I get that. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I'm, I'm down to check out the next three episodes. So far, it is definitely interesting, and I kind of get the sense that it's going to continue, especially when I get to know the Shadowy group more. It's going to get even more interesting, and that's where I'm going to really get hooked. Yeah. Right now, I'm just kind of sort of marginally like, eh, yeah, I'll check out more episodes. We'll see. It hasn't yeah. completely hooked me yet, I'll say. Yeah. Oh, you'll get hooked. You'll get hooked. And I can't wait for that to happen. All right, well, tune in next week for Berserk Episode 2 and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood Episodes 4 through 6. All right. Awesome. Well, that is our show. My goodness. I told you it's going to be a two-hour show. It wasn't quite, but it's getting there. He's a big boy. He's He's big. big. He's big. Thank you, PS5. (laughs) 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 Right on. All right, well, if the people are liking what they're hearing and they want to hear more, Derek, where can they follow you at?
1: You can follow me on Twitter at goodies underscore more. And you can follow me on Instagram at Gamer Goodies More. And you can, if you want to check out all that cool Power Ranger stuff that I talked about earlier, it's all posted on my eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash Gamer Goodies and More.
0: So go cool. check it out. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike Peterson AL. my YouTube channel, MC Paper Stacks Plays, where you'll see the full posted uh, playthroughs of my Twitch streams. Twitch streaming, um, Mondays for brawl and i think i'm doing with scott pilgrim on the 360 for this monday fridays is friday night frights i play horror games playing resident evil 3 right now my mainstream is final fantasy 7 remake and that's on tuesdays thursdays and saturdays at 8 so you can check me out at twitch.tv mcpaperstacks you can check out future episodes or past uploads of our podcast on our hub at anchor.fm slash player 2 is enter the pod but of course, we're available pretty much wherever you find podcasts. We're on Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. You can also email us if you have any questions, suggestions for the streams, thoughts, concerns. Uh, maybe you want to weigh in our opinions on the anime. You can reach out to us at mcpaperstacks@gmail.com. At if you're on Facebook and you're looking for a local gaming group, I have one that I run called facebook.com/groups/indiegamers. gamers. is our show. All right. All right. Thanks for stopping by, Thanks. everybody. We very much appreciate you, and we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Peace.